number one, obviously, all glory to God. And then there's a CAM bus, the most efficient organization on the planet. I'm going I'm to put a plug in because I think we're in the damn state of Iowa. Bobby Telford, I'm the baddest man on the planet. Hey, what's up? Hello, everybody. Welcome to In the Room, a wrestling podcast from the Des Moines Register. I'm Cody Goodwin, the Register's wrestling writer, and I'm glad you're here. Happy Monday, March 13th. We made it. The week of the NCAA championships has finally arrived, and I've got a handful of shows to get you guys ready for the big dance. Later this week, action begins Thursday morning at the BOK Center down in Tulsa. Your boy will be there. We are actually going to, at the time you're listening to this, we will probably either be packing or actually already be on the road to Tulsa. We're actually going to break up our drive. Me and ace photographer Joe Cress driving from Des Moines down to Kansas City on Monday, and then we'll get down into Tulsa uh, Tuesday evening. We're actually going to make a pit stop in Stillwater and go check out the um, National Wrestling Hall of Fame Museum down there. Then we'll drive the final hour over to Tulsa um, so that we can be there on Wednesday, um, catch some workouts. I know that there's a press conference that afternoon, just kind of get settled before the wrestling kicks off Thursday. It's exciting. Going to be a really exciting week. Um, and we got a few shows to get you guys ready for what's going to be a really exciting week. Today's show, episode number 182, right? I think I lost track. It's been a while. We've been really choppy with the pod this month. Um, Probably a poor month to uh, have poor execution, but we're doing the best we can. Today's show, I'm going to be talking almost exclusively Northern Iowa wrestling, hoping to have a team-centric pod each day this week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, to get you ready for Thursday. Um, So we're going to kick off with the Panthers today. Um, going to start today's show after I get done rambling through this intro. We're going to hear from Doug Schwab. Got to talk to him and each of the Panthers 7 qualifiers late last week. Turned those interviews into podcast audio for you guys here today. Um, so we're going to hear from Doug Schwab, just kind of overall assessment of how he feels going into the week. Um, talks about the 7 qualifiers, talks about um, each guy individually, kind of what he's hoping to see from them, what they've been working on between Big 12s and the national tournament. Um you know, just kind of overall vibe check from the head coach, right? I'm going to hear from Doug first, come back on the other side of that, going to talk about each of their placements in the brackets, um, kind of what path I kind of see for each of them as they move forward through, um, you know, the tournament, whether that's winning early, losing early, what that means, who they could see, this, that, and the next. Um, when we get to that part, I know I have a link in the show notes that leaks to the uh, the brackets, um, so maybe you want to pull those out. It might be a little easier to follow along as I kind of discuss them because I'm literally going to have the brackets up in front of me as I talk about where they might be going and who they might be wrestling and kind of what it all means, right? Um, And then after that, hear from each of the seven qualifiers from Northern Iowa. Um, Each of them were made available on Zoom late last week, so we turned that into podcast audio for you guys here today. Um, So pretty full show. Um, Northern Iowa heavy on today's show, hoping again to hit a team-centric pod um, to lead up to Thursday's first round. So yeah, kicking it off with the Panthers this week. We're going to go now to our interview with Doug Schwab from late last week. Um, Just an overall vibe check on the Panthers as they head to Tulsa for the NCAA championships. We'll go to that now, and I'll catch you guys uh, for a quick bracket breakdown on the other side. Enjoy. Coach, you know, you sat here and listened to your your wrestlers. Do you like the mindset they are approaching this? Uh, yeah, I mean, they just got to take their own advice. 
<laughs> and remind them of that too. You know, I mean, so you can you can be fully aware of what you need to do, and then being able to do it can be sometimes a little bit different, especially when pressure and emotion gets involved. Um, you know, even just listen to Colin, like, I mean, he's thought out, okay, I can't, I can't get involved in my teammates matches. <laughs> and he said, call it selfish, but also then, you, you know, there comes a point where you have to take care of yourself. And the best thing that you can do is take care of yourself. So then you can score as many points as you can for the team. So, you know, you, um, and just getting the guys to know themselves very well and what they need and then going out and getting it. Um, yeah. And you know, it's, it's funny. You obviously they pick up some things that you say, <laughs> You know, and these, some of the words and some of it, I think language is part of your culture, you know, and some of the things that you key on and you try to keep hearing those guys say those things. And now the biggest thing is they believe it. And it's, it's, I, I enjoyed getting to listen to them because for us, we wanted to be who they are. They got to be real and authentic and, and they have to believe what's coming through them. Not kind of like, oh, I don't know, is this what I'm supposed to say? No, this is what I actually believe and breathe in it to life. Um, and, you know, they got some big moments in front of them, but they're moments they're prepared for. You know, I mean, shit, man, if you can't do anything but smile when you have this opportunity, and I'll remind them again, and, you know, I mean, it was three years ago. You know, I mean, I remember we're sitting, I mean, we didn't know if we were going to get together, but the, the tournament got canceled. We're sitting in, we're sitting in those stairs, and you got guys that are just crushed. So, that these guys have an opportunity to go compete and, you know, knock on wood, they're pretty dang healthy. If they're doing anything other than just being grateful for it, then we got to, we got to shift their mindset a little bit, but certainly the talk, you know, um, seems that way. And now it's just staying with that. So I don't, I, I, I enjoyed getting to listen to them talk. Um, and you can see each one of their personalities, which I think is pretty cool. You know, and that's what our, we want our guys to be able to do, man. It, no one, I mean, they're, to me, they have a platform and, you know, this is an opportunity for them to be able to let some of those things shine about what they're about and who they are and, you know, really I mean just be incredible representatives for our program. So. Hey, you got a question? Yeah. Um, so how have you seen Parker kind of poise himself to take that next step? Um, you know, finishing third the last two years, what has he done specifically to elevate himself to, you know, finish that uh, title run off? I uh, said it. It's just, it's really trusting himself. And it's not looking, I mean, he's there. <laughs> the two, he's not just one of the, he is one of the best guys in the country in any weight class. He's got the best offense. I mean, uh, you tell me who's got, who's got a more dynamic offense and who's more like, you know, you, you brought up relentless. I mean, he's a guy that will put himself underneath guys and attack. I mean, and he had some incredible, I mean, Coleman is not easy to score on and he hit five incredible attacks. Um, and he's like, and he's in his head, like, well, man, there could have been more there, you know? So you love that. There's always, there's, you know, for him, there's always going to be more it's just, you know, it's getting over a certain hump of how you look at competition. Um, He's got big, broad shoulders. I mean, he wants to, and he talked about carrying the torch. That is a very important thing for him is, is, is carrying the torch and then taking it to another level, stoking it to even. So, you know, you're like, well, shit, you know, you, so we'll put a torch up on the Campanile and then that thing's, that thing's, you can see it for hundreds of miles. I mean, that's kind of the torch that he's talking about being able to, to carry and to bring. And there's only one way you bring that. And that is, you know what, to go win this damn tournament. 
one match at a time, one period of time. Obviously, we're not getting ahead of ourselves or he's not getting ahead of himself, but he's there. There's no more talk that needs to be done. There's no more work that needs to be done. There's no more anything. It's just, it, it you're there. Uh, but I mean, the consistent work that he's done, I'll put it up against anybody that I've been around since I've coached and since I've been a competitor. And that's no, that's no bullshit. That's just real life. And he's got to understand that. And he's got to know that there's no more, there's no more, man, am I there? Am I hoping like there's no more hope is gone. And I, I've said that before he is there and now it's time to prove it. And you know, those five matches, those three days and he's ready to do it. I mean, you've, you've, I've seen, I've seen a tremendous amount of growth this year and just how he's competing. I mean, you look from, from Hidley one match to the next, you know, and I know that was one position, but just the, the, the turnaround and the, the mental, the mental, work i think really going down to that all-star duel was a good thing you know because there was a lot of build up to it there was a lot of things that you know you have in the national tournament that you have and you got to get some of those things underneath your belt you can never get too many reps um even if it wasn't great performance it does not matter that means nothing on the next performance and man that dude's a three-time big 12 champ and he's had a lot of success in tulsa he's had a lot of success in that arena and i do not see that changing um kind of talked a little bit about uh, this with Parker about um, being stronger in the last minute of a, of a match as he was in the first minute. Uh, can you compare his style to anybody as far as that gas tank goes? I'm not big into comparisons. I mean, because, you know, each person is their own. Um, you know, I've, I've been around some great competitors that certainly they didn't slow down. <laughs> You know, um, and I don't think guys don't not get tired. I mean, shit, it, it's funny because the corner, there'll be people yelling at him because Parker kind of takes his time getting back, but he's just composing himself. He's just getting his focus back and then he's ready to run his next race and sprint again. So they're like, oh, he's tired. It's like, dude, you have no clue. He has nothing to do. Like, I know, I know what it looks like, but go watch. Um, you know, I've been around some pretty good guys, man. I mean, Ironside was a guy that was a pretty relentless attacker, uh, you know, that was a teammate of mine. And, you know, when you start putting yourself into those comparisons, um, that's pretty that's pretty high praise and, and pretty damn good company. Um, but you know, to me, he's 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 kind of his own right now. I mean, I, tell me in college wrestling right now, who's who attacks more, who puts himself underneath the guy more, who's who is more relentless and who has a, a better variety of attacks. I don't I don't know. I'd like to I'd like to know the list, and if he's not on top of that list, he's pretty damn close. So I mean, he's kind of setting his own precedent as far as I'm concerned, especially. He's especially doing it for this team. Uh, one last thing about Parker. Um, he seems to have this duality with an intensity for competition, but he seems to be kind of a lighthearted guy, maybe off the mat a little bit. Do you kind of see that duality? Oh, he's, with a, he's him? a goofball. Yeah. He's, he's, and that's, that's one thing, you know, he was talking about their, you know, the Big 12. And this is funny because the, they started at 74. So they, they started this game that they were playing in, in our locker room. And like the 74 pound match was almost done. He's like, well, you know, I guess I better get my shoes tied on, <laughs> get ready to go. And when that's to me, that's when he's his best. He doesn't, he doesn't need to get worked up. And that guy's put so much time and effort in. All he needs to do is just be able to I'll go out there and slap hands and just, and trust him, trust himself and that he's ready. Um, yeah. He definitely, he definitely has that. I mean, he's, He's got to keep it lighthearted. Some guys are going to be a little bit more where they're going to they're going to keep their focus and they're going to be, I don't want to say kill, but I mean that's a you know he, he's not like that, and that's where you know your athletes and you get what they need and you make sure you put an environment together that 
is going to help that happen so they can have their best performance. Um, so we'll keep him light. We won't let him tie his shoes too tight. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Coach, uh, talk about Kyle. Is he possibly the smartest kid you've ever had come through the room? <laughs> we've had some, we've had some bright individuals. I mean, there's no doubt, but um, well, you listen to him talk. I mean, I, there's a reason that every time when we have recruits in like, Hey Kyle, can you come over here? I mean, just because how he represents the program, how thoughtful he is and understanding. Um, but man, he's done a hell of a job. I mean, he's, you know, he, I think he's one, a minus in his career, you know, three, nine, six, three, nine, seven, and then doing extra players on top of it. And, you know, you know, a guy that's within his class that, you know, he's been a roommate with that to me is almost stride for stride with him is Noah Glazer. I mean, Noah, I mean, Noah's going to PT school down in Iowa, which is a incredibly tough, tougher than hell to get into. And they were falling all themselves to get him. Same thing with Bisco. I mean, I remember he's like, man, I don't know when I'll find out, you know, if they, you know, you know, they'll start giving the calls and, you know, it was like a month later and he's one of the first calls because they're smart because they see, they see um, what's out there, but man, he's, he's definitely up there. Um, and that's, you know, when you have to think about it a little bit, that's good because, you know, we had some individuals, but he's always going to be a guy that's going to be one of the first guys on the list and be like, man, one of the brightest individuals that took care of everything incredibly well at the highest level. I mean, Kyle Gosagli will always be one of those guys and be a benchmark. I mean, like I said, you want to, you want to raise levels. You want to be the the, the torchbearer for that. He's certainly been it. And then other guys have, have tried to make sure that they're carrying out behind him. So. You talk about it, you know, he's a science guy, but then this year he adds religion. He sees both sides. Is that <laughs> well, just how he thinks? I you know, he talked about it though, that being able to relate to his, his patients. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I think you, you can have, you can have some incredibly smart and bright individuals who cannot, um, I don't know, common sense isn't the word, but they, they can't relate mm -hmm. to people and he'll be like, he's going to be able to do both. He's going to be able to relate to a person and he's going to be able to like, well, I know you relate to me, man, this guy's really down to earth is, can he, can he, can he do the surgery too? Hell yeah. I'll knock that out of the park and I'll, and, and I'll, I'll comfort you if necessary. So I think he's got to understand, he's understanding both those and that they're both, they're both part of that process of being, to me, being a great doctor. And he said, he wants to be one of he wants to be a great doctor. He wants to be a national champion doctor. Then there's only one way to do that's to have all those pieces. Can you imagine being a triple major when I could imagine what it would be like for me in college? <laughs> <laughs> what would your three, what would your three majors been? Nah, I had one major and that was, that was plenty. <laughs> those guys, those guys, I mean, he's just, he's on, a, he's on a different level and he's going to do some incredible things outside of wrestling. But you know what? I'm, I know he's, he's got, he's got another, another, you know, eight, nine days to achieve a few things within sport. And he's, he's, he's going to go out and he's going to go out in a good way. I know that. Always great hearing from Doug. Uh, before we hear from the handful of Panther wrestlers, wanted to kind of give a run through out of um, each of the seven qualifiers, where they're at in the bracket, um, what's their potential path look like through the bracket. Um, you know, just kind of a quick overview. Put again, I, I mentioned this earlier. Put a link to the brackets in the show notes. Um, so if you want to click on those to kind of follow along, maybe it'll help with the visual for those of you who like that. Um, 
might make a little bit more sense for what I'm about to break down. So we got seven qualifiers for the Panthers this week. Um, 133, Kyle Biscaglia. 141, Kale Happel. 149, Colin Realbuto. 157, Derek Holschlag. Uh, 65, Austin Yant. 84, Parker Keckeisen. And heavyweight, Tyrell Gordon. So... Seven qualifiers, uh, pretty good showing. They had five automatic qualifiers, and then both uh, Kale Happel and Derek Holschlag received at-large bids from the NCAA. Makes a lot of sense why they both got them. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of where the Panthers are sitting. Um, I anticipate all of them will score points. Um, I know team projection-wise, they're not expected to score a lot of points. Um, But I do believe they, based on the team projections that I ran, they are uh, expected to be in the top 20. We'll see ultimately if that holds. Um, You know, obviously last year, I say obviously, for those who remember last year, they came out guns blazing, right? I mean, they were in sixth at the end of the first session, uh, racked up a handful of bonus points. Um, Believe everybody got through day one and into day two for Northern Iowa. And then Friday morning session is really where they got picked apart. So um, we'll see what they're capable of. Um, I think the ceiling's pretty high, even though the expectations might be pretty low for the Panthers going into this week. But, um, you know, hey, that's why they wrestle. Things could get really weird. So uh, we'll start 33, Kyle Biscaglia. Originally drew the 16 seed. Actually not going to spend too much time on this because um, I do believe that Connor McGonigal from Lehigh um, is actually going to be pulling out of the weight, which means um, first alternate from Appalachian State. believe that's Ethan Oakley. He's going to get a nod into the tournament, and that's really going to shake up the original seed. So Biscaglia originally seeded 16th. was supposed to wrestle Joe Heilman from Rutgers in the first round. Um, if that holds, um, you know, I like Kyle's path to potentially getting to Friday, maybe to the round of 16. Um, you know, we'll kind of see if he wins his first one, he'll run into RBY, um, you know, and then so then on the cross, if he's not able to beat RBY, could probably wrestle um, either Braden Palmer, Ethan Rotundo on the backside. And then you're looking at uh, potentially Mickey Phillippe or Aaron Nagao, uh, Phillippe from Pitt, Nagao from Minnesota. So both of them conference finalists. Um, so that's kind of where, you know, hey, Bisco's got to win that big match and that puts him in the blood round. And then we'll see what happens, right? Um, why I don't think that any of that will matter, right? If you pull, um, you know, McGonagall from Lehigh out of the bracket, he's the 11 seed that's going to shift everybody up. And so if I did the math correctly, Biscaglia will slide into the 15 spot, um, which means I believe he'll wrestle, if I'm looking at this properly, um, Jason Shaner from Oregon State. Um, and that also puts him on the opposite side of the bracket. So who knows? Um, you know, maybe he ends up wrestling Dayton Fix in the second round if he's able to win his first one. So a lot of moving parts here. Um, we'll kind of see ultimately what they do with 133 and how it might impact uh, Biscaglia's, um, you know, bracket positioning and potential path through the bracket. Uh, Kale Apple drew the 14 seed, 16 and 6 record. He's got Columbia's Matt Casimir first. Um, like his chances to win that one. That would put him into the second round against Cole Matthews from Pitt. Uh, If he can win that one, obviously he's into the quarters and he's one win away. Lose that one, probably looking at, um, you know, you're probably going to have to beat some combination of Carter Young, Jacob Berglund, and and Jordan Titus to kind of advance through the Russellbacks there. So, um, you know, if you lose your first round match, you're wrestling, I believe, um, you know, either Clarion or the pigtail loser, initial pigtail loser. And then again, you're looking at potentially Carter Young, Jordan Titus, Jacob Berglund, or even Nebraska's Brock Hardy, depending on how that second round goes. So, um, 
Going to have to win some tough matches if you're going to want to advance through this bracket, whether it's on the front side or the back side. Welcome to the NCAA Championships, right? 149, Colin Realbuto also drew the 16 seed. He's got Jackson Arrington from NC State first. Win that first one, you get Yanni Diakmahalis. Um, going to be a tough assignment. Um, you know, but then that puts you into the backside against potentially, we'll see which version of Austin Gomez shows up, but then you're looking at either, you know, Austin Gomez has Quinn Kinner first round, Quinn Kinner, multiple time NCAA qualifier, former Ohio State Buckeye. Now he wrestles for Ryder. Um, the loser of that one likely going to wrestle Air Force's Dylan Martinez. Um, if Real Buto is not able to beat Yanni, he would wrestle the winner of that wrestle back match, if that makes sense, if we're looking at it. Um, you know, and then he's probably going to have to beat either Jonathan Milner or Max Murin if he wants to get into the blood round. So um, tough sledding at 49. I, I really like 49 as a pretty sneaky weight um, in terms of just overall depth and a lot of talent. I mean, these second round matchups, you could potentially be looking at, you know, Yanni versus Real Buto, Milner versus Murin. Panero could have Doug Zapp. Shane Van Ness could wrestle Caleb Henson. Um, Parco against either Mitch Moore, Kellen Marsh. Michael Blockus might have to wrestle Brock Mahler. Uh, we'll see Yaya Thomas how healthy he is, but he could wrestle either Chance Lamer, Jay Nabis. And then obviously we touched on Gomez and Kinner. Whoever wins that one, probably going to get Sammy Sasso in the second round. Really like this 149 weight class. Going to be tough. Um, again, theme here. Going to have to win some tough matches, Real Buto, if you're going to want to sneak through and give yourself a chance at the podium. Uh, 157, Derek Kolschlag in as an at-large, and he drew the 22 seed. Tough assignment right out of the gate against Chase Saldate, but um, you know this is kind of a this is a matchup, and I thought the same thing about Kobe Seabrecht when they wrestled at the Big Ten Championships. If you can kind of survive that early storm that Saldate you know is going to bring, um, you give yourself a chance later in the match to potentially score and win it late. So maybe that's the script here for a whole schlag. Um, you know, he's pretty fundamental and pretty stingy. So if he can maybe hold off Saldate early, um, you know, be within a takedown late in the match, maybe he could kind of use that gas tank to his advantage and pull a first round upset here. If not, probably looking at Columbia's um, Cesar Alvon on the backside. Um you know, and then from there, you're looking at potentially Josh Humphreys or Kendall Coleman to try and keep rustling through on Friday. Um, if you're able to pull the upset, probably looking at Daniel Cardenas from Stanford in the second round. Um, and then, you know, hey, if, if you can if you can beat Saldate right out of the gate, um, you know, who's to say that you can't sneak into the quarters or, or, you know, make a run on the backside. So we'll see what happens. Austin Yant at 165 again in that 16-17 matchup in the first round. He's got Josh Ogunsanya from Columbia. Um a match that I believe Yant can win just based on stylistic matchups. You know, he's a guy that you, you, you'll hear him talk about it here in a minute. Just kind of frustrates your opponents, get to your ties a little bit and, you know, ride hard and and just hold really good position. You know, you, you win this first one, then you're looking at David Carr. Um, <laughs> welcome to the show, right? 165 is probably the gnarliest bracket in the tournament this week. Um, and David Carr is at the top of that heap. So um, they've wrestled twice already this year. It has gone very lopsidedly towards David Carr's favor. So we'll see what happens if that match does happen. If not, Yance looking at a pretty long road through the Russellbacks, but a road that could be manageable early on, could potentially see Cole Moody from Wyoming, um, and then potentially either Justin McCoy or Max Mayfield. Uh, McCoy from Virginia, Mayfield from Northwestern. I think those are two guys, just again, stylistically, maybe Yant could uh, could pick up a win there and, and advance through the Russellbacks. That gets him into the round of 16, and then from there, you know, um, can you gut one more out to get to the blood round? So 
165 is pretty gnarly. I know we talked a lot about 49 being a pretty a sneaky, fun weight class. There ain't nothing sneaky about how deep 165 is. So Austin Yance in for quite the battle. 184, Parker Ketkai's in the number one overall seed. Um, I know I explained this when I wrote the bracket breakdown, which is also in the show notes if you want to go check that out. Um, here's how Ketkai's and pulled the one seed. Um, only loss this season was to Trent Hydley from NC State. He was able to avenge that loss in New Orleans, uh, was able to pin Trent Hydley. Um, then you look at Aaron Brooks, uh, Big Ten champ. He has a loss this year to Marcus Coleman, and Marcus Coleman has lost twice to Parker Ketgeisen, as well as to Trey Munoz from Oregon State, who is the one or the four seed. So all of these things kind of in tandem. You take together the RPI, head-to-head matchups, um, coaches rankings. Um, I know Aaron Brooks is probably the favorite at this weight, but the way the formula works, Parker Ketkaisen is your one seed. Um, I see no reason why he can't get to the finals here either, just based on previous matchups and how he's looked all season. Um, he's probably going to wrestle the pigtail winner. Um, and then you're looking at potentially Tate Samuelson from Lehigh, then either Matt Feinsilver from Michigan or Isaiah Salazar from Minnesota in the quarters. And then some combination of uh, Marcus Coleman, Trey Munoz, or even I don't want to rule out Nebraska's Lenny Pinto here either. That dude's pretty dangerous. He's a pinner. Um, as a 13 seed, I could easily see him sneaking into the semifinals. Um, that would present a pretty interesting challenge there for Keck Eisen on Friday night, should they meet. I see no reason why Parker Kekeisen can't get to the NCAA finals here. Um, presumably, I think he'll probably see Aaron Brooks out of the other side, but we'll see um, you know, which version of Trent Hydley shows up. Hydley was pretty close to beating Brooks when they met in the NCAA finals back in 2021. Um, Hydley, not 100% his full self at last year's national tournament, but he has looked much better this year as the two seed, 20-1. and one. Um, So that would be a pretty fire semifinal matchup. Again, I still like Brooks, but we'll see what happens, right? Uh, finally for you and I heavyweight Tyrell Gordon pulled the 13 seed, um, got an interesting little path here. Um, I, I think Tyrell Gordon has a path to the blood round. Hear me out. Um, so 13 seed first match out of the gate, Connor Doucette from Oklahoma state. That's a match he can win, win that one. You got Tony Cassiope from Iowa. That's going to be a really tough assignment. Cass is the four seed, um, probably drops Tyrell to the backside, but dropping him to the backside, means that he's probably going to see, as I'm looking at the bracket here, some combination of Jonah Nysenbaum from Duke, Hayden Coppas from Purdue, and then either Stefanik from Princeton or Joel's from Minnesota. All of those are winnable matches. Um, and then you're potentially looking at, um, you know, you're going to have to probably beat either Nathan Taylor from Lehigh or Colton McKinnon, uh, McKernan, excuse me, from SIUE. Again, Winnable match that puts you in the blood round. And if my math is correct, and by math I mean kind of looking at the bracket here, um, you know, you're probably going to have to wrestle either Lucas Davidson, Sam Schuyler, or Mason Paris. So that's going to be a tough assignment. But the fact that you're in the blood round at all, I think, gives you an opportunity to perhaps make some noise. Um, when I see Tyrell line up against some of those bigger heavyweights, um, I'd like to think that sometimes his speed can be a factor there. Um, we see it sometimes, like when he beat Tate Orndorff twice this season. Um, Tate's kind of a bigger lumbering heavyweight. He's a Greco guy, but he's got really good, you know, as soon as he gets his hands on guys, he, he tends to move them around pretty well. Tyrell didn't let him do that. Um, whereas against when he wrestled Sam Schuyler twice, Sam put his hands on Tyrell, and that was kind of the end of the match. Um, so... You know, can he use his speed a little bit to his advantage? If it's Sam Schuyler, um, you know, can he kind of 
handle the overpowerness of Mason Paris. I don't think Paris is going to lose in that corner final match, but if it's against Lucas Davidson, Davidson, I thought wrestled him really well at CKLV. So you never know. Um, Davidson's kind of made in the same mold as Tyrell, a guy that bulked up from a couple weights and, um, you know, now they're kind of, you know, they use technique and speed a little bit more. Uh, it'll wait where, you know, size helps a little bit. So a lot of options there. Um, it's not going to be easy, of course, heavyweight, a lot of talented dudes here. I would count Tyrell Gordon among them, but, you know, going to have to win some tough matches here if you're going to want to make some magic happen and finish on the podium. So that's kind of what I'm seeing from the Panthers um, in these draws. Um you know, I, I like I said, I think they'll all score points. Um, you know, I'm penciling them in right now for Parker to be an All-American. And then I think, you know, depending on which Colin Real Buto shows up, which, uh, you know, Kale Happel shows up, which Kyle Biscoglia shows up, I think there's a possibility here that they could maybe sneak in another one or two. So, um, you know, I'm not a betting man, um, but I would set the line at like one and a half All-Americans because I think that's pretty just based on the draws and based on what we've seen. Um, seems like a good good starting point for those who who might be into that kind of thing and and use that as a way to kind of analyze what uh, you know what this tournament might ultimately hold for Northern Iowa. So that's all I've got there. Um, rest of the pod's going to be interviews um, from the seven qualifiers. They're going to go right in weight order, like we said: Biscaglia, Happel, uh, Real Buto, Holschlag, Yant, Keck Eisen, and then Tyrell Gordon. Um, and then I'll catch you guys on the other side to wrap up today's show. So enjoy the interviews. Um, hope you enjoyed the bracket breakdown. I hope you hold it up in front of you that it makes a little bit more sense. Um, and if not, well re-listen with the brackets in front of you and hopefully it'll make a little bit more sense um okay enjoy the interviews and i'll catch you guys in a bit how are you doing good how are you good well uh ready to roll here yeah what's uh, what's it gonna take for to be the best kyle um um third person i guess for you i mean that's really what i'm looking for is just going out i have you know, only one more competition left. Um, so just going out and making it, making it be the wrestling that I'm capable of. You know, it's trying to fit. I've been wrestling since first grade, trying to fit. Yeah, you know, I can't even imagine how many minutes, hours, days of time I've spent on the mat thinking about wrestling. Um, trying to fit all that training, you know, into one one weekend, but really just one match, one period. Um, one position. Um, so that's really what I'm looking for is just trying to just trying to squeeze all the work I've put in throughout my wrestling career um, into into these next couple matches. Let's talk wrestling career. You're a triple major, biology, chemistry, religion. Yep. When do you have time to wrestle? Uh, about 3.30, 3.30 every day. Um, I mean, yeah, it, it keeps me busy. School and wrestling, I'm pretty busy, but um. You know, I think it all kind of bleeds into each other, the mm -hmm. academics and athletics and having a really similar approach to both of them, trying to, um, you know, I'm not trying to just be here wrestling. I'm trying to excel. I'm trying to, um, you know, be on the podium here um, in the Division One National Championships. And I'm taking the same mindset into academics. You know, I'm trying to be a national national place winner academic mm -hmm. um, person as well. And so I think having a having a similar mindset it's something that has definitely sharpened me academically, but I think it also bringing that mindset into academics helped me helps me athletically as well. Along the academic, what's the next step? Are you are you going to medical school? Yep, I'm going to med school at the University of Iowa Carver College of Medicine next year. Mm -hmm. 
And you added a third major this year. So yeah. what was what was the third major you had? Um, so the one I added was religion. I had it was a minor in religion. Um, and then I wasn't I wasn't a hundred percent sure how it was gonna work once I got into med school, but once I got accepted, I knew I was gonna um be able to stay here and wrestle a fifth year. Um and so I just turned that minor into a major and it ended up being exactly enough credits for me to be a full-time student this year. So it kind of worked out perfectly. And um, those are classes I'm really interested in too. They're a lot different than the science mm-hmm. classes I'm taking, but I think in the future, it's something that's going to help me be a better doctor and really connect with patients and people. Um, Let's talk wrestling now. Um, What's, you know, where do you feel you're at? You know, big 12s, mm-hmm. you know, the whole season where, are you right there? Are you? Is it this much? Sorry, is it this much? Or no, I, I, I mean, I know I'm right there. I think you look at where I've been throughout my collegiate career, and even this season, some, some of the matches I've wrestled. It's um, kind of I was just in here listening to Kale talk like that consistency, um, having that consistency between matches, but then that consistency, um, between what I'm what I'm doing here in the practice room and making that convert to matches, um. And like I talked about earlier, that's that's really my goal this last tournament is just to let all the work that I'm doing in the practice room that I've done for so many years, let that work go out and shine. Um, you know, and then go back and watch the film. I just wanna I I just wanna see the stuff I'm working on. Mm-hmm. And I think if I do that, I think it translates to a to a good number on the podium. KJ, you got anything? I'm good, thank you. I got I got one more. Oh, it was off topic. That's why I want to let KJ have a chance. So, you know, I believe your sister won a state title this year. Now, has she challenged you yet? Or um... I, I, they're already calling me Katie's Katie's brother. <laughs> um, and she's she's actually wrestling in Gallagher Blue Dorn tomorrow night um mm-hmm. in the night of conflict. And so I'm pretty excited to get to watch her, get to watch her there. Um I think if we had to wrestle, I st- I still outweigh her by quite a bit. I don't think it, it would end well for her. <laughs> um, but by the time it's all said and done, I think she'll have a a much longer resume than I will. Do you get to sit in a corner tomorrow or you just in the stands? I don't know. I think I might just be in the stands. We'll have to see. Appreciate it. Good luck. Yep. Tell us Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Kale, obviously, uh, this is an opportunity that you've been waiting a year for. Um, you know, what, what's the, the mindset coming into actually having this uh, chance to compete uh, as compared to a year ago? Um, first, just thankful the, for the opportunity. You know, I didn't quite – succeed at big 12 so kind of getting in that large bid was uh you know pretty exciting for me to get another opportunity to kind of prove myself and kind of end this season how I intended it to go so just super grateful super excited to compete what's it going to take for you to uh kind of put things together and capitalize on on this opportunity and make a deep run um, in the weight class? Um, I mean, I'm definitely capable of doing that. I just think I got to believe myself a little more and maybe relax, not make it such a big deal. Um, you know, just because you see me in practice, I mean, I'm I'm pretty good at wrestling, but I just have a hard time maybe um, kind of transitioning that over mindset-wise. So kind of just relaxing, being myself a little more, and then – you know, just going out and executing. I got five matches in front of me, and that's only 35 minutes of wrestling, and I could do that, you know, in a straight sitting. So just excited. Uh, just got to kind of, you know, relax, get back to my roots, true to myself. Thank you.
Are there any tools you can use to help your help you get into the right mindset, or that have you been trying to use here as you, you head to NCAA? Or? Um, it's been kind of hit and miss this year, just in general. There's been times I've been there. There's been times I haven't. So being a little more consistent, I think, and just, you know, I know what I need to do. I know the kind of the game plan. There's a blueprint, and I just have to go execute it. So I don't know, just relaxing more. I just not make it such a big deal, you know, and I had a pretty deep conversation with Coach Roper at Big 12s. Like, the price to pay is not – it's not that high. Like if I don't achieve the goals, like life's going to move on. So kind of being at peace with that of like, if my competition phase of my career doesn't end the way I intended it to be, like life's still going to move on. Like there's still things to look forward to. There's still a lot of blessings in my life that I can kind of lean on. So just going out there and letting it fly, you know, really nothing to lose. And there's times this year when you have had the right man, you show the skills and that's, that's, is that something you can go back and that's where the belief would come from? Yeah, I mean, I believed myself since day one, since I stepped on campus that I was going to win a national title here. I just, I think time will come, and it's kind of my job to prove over my next five matches that that can happen this year. So I always believe myself. Where are we at? You know, uh, where's what do you got to be to be to be the best uh, this week, next week? Sorry. Uh, it should be me. Um, just looking into it. Trying to be myself, trying to go have fun and do my thing. Just let everything show. When you're wrestling your best, what what are the skills we're seeing? What are your or without giving away the secrets? You know? uh, there's no secrets. I don't know. Um, got a decent top game that I put a lot of time into. So seeing that come to fruition on the mat, and then uh, a lot of neutral stuff, like a lot of slip motion stuff that I've been working on. So trying to slip under some guys and catch them off guard should be fun. You got some super quality wins. Does that give you more belief in what you can do or is it uh, just, you know, part of the, part of the process? That's something I've been uh, trying to focus on. Uh, belief in myself is something that I lack sometimes and can hinder my performances. So especially recently going into the national tournament, trying to keep things consistent, trying to keep that belief consistent in myself. Looking back on those wins, not to be like, yeah, I beat that guy. Like, it doesn't really matter. But looking back on them to be like, you are that good. Like, you can see it. Now I just got to believe it. Um, seven, seven of you going down. It was eight last year, but seven going down this year. It's kind of, it's kind of fun, you know, because you can feed off each other. Is that true? Um, or do you even notice what's going on around you? Yeah, I'm gonna be honest when. I'm wrestling in a tournament. Like I can see my teammates' facial reactions as they're coming back into the locker room. Besides that, I try not to look. I try not to watch. Um, it's a little selfish, and it does stink not being able to cheer on my teammates. But I know myself too well. If I'm paying attention to their results, like I'm watching one of them wrestling, I'm gonna be getting way too riled up myself. And in that moment during a tournament, that's not what I need. Um, but the time outside of that, when we're at the hotel or traveling, yeah, it is a blast being able to travel with the guys. Well, Derek, uh, back to the NCAA tournament. Uh, what's what's the what's the line you got to toe to to get what you want this week? Um, I don't know if there's a line. It's just being able to compete at my best, like when I feel my best, kind of because. I mean, there's always going to be times where you don't feel great or whatever, but you got to push that aside. But now, I, I mean, I feel great now. I felt great this whole season too. So 
it's even a relief that that I feel great now uh, at the end of the season when it's a long season. So it's just going to be able to get to my offense, get to my stuff, and then wrestle hard like I always do. Can you use uh, as not wrestling the way you wanted to the Big 12s as fuel to be better at the NCAA tournament? Yeah, I mean, you're going to have a couple bad competitions from every now and then. But, I mean, the best competitors use that for fuel as their next competition. Like, you'll see some of these guys not do very well, and then they'll go out and they're just, like, uh, smoke a tournament or whatever. But it's, uh, yeah, you can definitely use it as fuel. Use it in the right way. Don't use it in the negative way. Because if you use it in the negative way and keep telling yourself, well, went one and two at the Big 12s, like, that's just going to bring you down. And there's no point in that one last tournament. So, well, you got, you know, seven of you guys going. It's nice to have a whole game yep. with you, right? Yep. It's a, lot, it's a lot better when there's a lot of you going too, especially if you went like eight of us went last year. So, like, I think the seven of us are the same. So, it feels really good. What, 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 what are you guys capable of doing? On paper, it doesn't look very good. I mean, from the Big 12 tournament, but that shit doesn't mean anything. I can't swear, right? Oh, well. Oh, well, but um, no, but we know what we're capable of, and we know we can do some damage at the national tournament. And having seven people at the national tournament is going to be huge. So, like, that – and everybody last year won a match. So, if we 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 set some goals down, and we haven't achieved all, all, all of them, but we're plenty capable of achieving what we set down. So, And, and, and like you just said, everybody's capable of winning matches down there and, yep. and uh, you know, advancing and scoring a lot of points. Yep, exactly. And uh, I think one of our goals was bonus point. Everybody gets a bonus point. So bonus points are huge at the national tournament. So, Yeah, just kind of piggybacking on what you said with, uh, you know, a lot of you guys are going back. What's that say about the consistency of the program? Not only are guys qualifying, but you're qualifying multiple times. I mean, it just goes to show what what we're doing is working, right? What what the coaches are saying to us and believing and applying it is working. So, I mean, some do it earlier on than others, and some, like, maybe aren't in the starting lineup for the first – like, for me, I wasn't in the starting lineup for the first four years, but I just kept knocking, and then uh, opportunities presented itself. So I think it's just believing and applying what the coaches are saying. Well, awesome. Last go, um, you know, we talked a little bit earlier in the year. Um, you start off with gangbusters. You've had some hiccups here. What's what's the mindset going to also? I mean, just I mean, it's tournament time. I mean, my whole career, I've kind of I don't like I don't like gamers. I don't think of myself that way, but like I make a lot less mistakes when it's, it's postseason. Like I don't know, I like guys to tighten up, and for me, it's kind of like guys, like let those guys tighten up. I'm gonna go create all the opportunities I can. So, I mean, I, I, I get really excited for the postseason. I mean, I've always kind of been that way ever since I, I started wrestling just because, like I said, guys tighten up and I know it's the most fun part of time, fun, fun time of the year. I mean, it's, it's like the measuring stick kind of, I mean, mm-hmm. when, when you look at it, I mean, it's kind of a crappy way to look at it, but I mean, it is, but it's, it's fun, man. I really enjoy it. And I'm just looking forward to my last big tournament. So. And because this is the last one, it's, is there a little more being more loose? Can you be more loose or? More care, more not lose, man. It's just everything to gain. I mean, it's not like I'm going out here defending anything. I mean, I'm just going out and gonna go be me as much as I can, just be annoying and make dudes hopefully self implode with frustration. <laughs> what's it take? What's it gonna take? You know, I guess that's what you said be annoying. What's what's being when you're when you're in a match and you're being annoying, what are you doing well? Just being annoying the hand fight, getting in my collar, snapping off, 
uh, wrist wrapping, just not giving an inch. My head right in the middle of the face, pushing them back. I mean, not letting them score anything easy, that's for sure. Or score at all. I mean, just when they get to my legs, just not getting up any easy scores and then just smothering dudes on top and hitting turns and getting away on bottom. Just the things that I'm good at and sticking to them. Probably to your advantages, you probably I don't know what hotel you're staying in, but you know the path of the arena, you know what time you gotta leave, what all the things are it's gonna be like a normal it's this is still gonna be sort of like a normal tournament. That's how you want to really treat it, right? Oh yeah. I mean, it's kind of weird going back to the block again. I mean, we were just there freaking Monday. So I mean it'll be I, I mean, like you said, I'm pretty familiar with the with the arena. So I mean it, nothing's gonna be really too new, it's just gonna be uh, probably a lot more packed than it is for Big Twelve. So that probably only thing's really different. So I mean I haven't really thought about that part much. I mean, a lot of people talked about it, but I don't know. I guess, I guess, in a sense, there'll be some like it's not anything new, like you said. You can just show up, beat some dudes up, and go home. You've been there twice. You've done it. You've seated down there, but uh, you're heading down there. There's a different number next to your name. Does that add a sense of pressure, or is it just a number? Oh uh, yeah, in a sense, it's just a number. But pressure, pressure is also a privilege, right? You know, we get to go out there and show show what we do every day here in the room and try to make it the same. We wrestle in the block center a lot or be okay. I don't even know what they, they really call it, but uh, we wrestled in there a lot and I know go, go make it our arena, right? We're familiar with it. We know what to expect. Uh, it's an opportunity to go show off our skills just like every other matches. So, yeah. How, what would you say, how would you say you're different from November, November Parker to March Parker? Uh, November Parker to March Parker. Uh, I would say a lot more trust and belief in myself. I know we got a guy, we got a guy here that we can go talk to and just a lot more almost enjoying, enjoying the present. And I know I was a little worked up and worried about who NCAA is. It's like, how can we approach this, this, the same way as any other match, right? How can we approach this? And we can control. We can't control. We can't really control the outcome of the match, but we can control control our effort, and that's what you can do. You can go out there and walk off that mat. What was it? At the end of the day, you can enjoy. You can be proud of the effort you put in, and that's honestly the goal every day of life. My life. It's like enjoy the enjoy what I put in, and hopefully go out there. And if I win, I win. But if I lose, I lose. Also, it's it's a going out there and leaving no regrets on the mat, no regrets today at practice. Like can't control anything. We're not March 16th. First day NCAAs isn't right now. It's what is it? March 8th, March 8th, anyone? 10th, March 10th. Right. We can go control and I can be proud of my efforts that I put in today. And then the next day re up on that, the next day re up on that and just try to stay a consistent line as much as possible. A lot of people are talking about how, 165, 184 are probably the most stacked weights ever. What's it like to be part of like one of those weights? You know, it's oh, it's cool. It'd be cooler to win it though. I don't know. Cooler to go out there and I don't know. You want to compete against the best guys, right? It's I've been doing a lot of thinking about it. It's like this this is just an opportunity to show off our skills. And yeah, we make a big deal about the last last turn of the year, right? But like I get to wrestle Taylor Lou on it. I get to show off my skills all the time. Why not go do it against someone else? And I get to wrestle Noah Glader. I get to wrestle Austin. I get to wrestle up and down the lineup, right? We get to show off our skills every day in the room. It's just why, how can we make that so similar out there, out there in Tulsa, right? Go, go.
you'll show off your skills against the best guys. And if you know what, if I get beat in a position, I know where I'm going to go work the next day. Right. I know where I'm going to go work and that's almost a humbling feeling. So it's a, I get to go show off my skills against the best guys and it's, it's a really cool opportunity. AJ, anything for Parker? Yeah, I got booted off for just a short bit. So sorry if you uh, addressed this already. But, you know, you come in as the number one seed. Um, does that change the approach? Does it affect how you come into this tournament compared to the last two years? Or uh, does it really not uh, matter too much? Uh, no, it shouldn't matter, right? It's like, like I, I, I don't know, you might have been kicked off, but talking about consistency, right? Trying to trying to stay, trying to make this, trying to make practice is is practice. And then NCAs is just as, just as similar. I know, I know like for the big 12 finals, we were playing a game in the back and what do we play before every practice we play? We play a dodgeball game most of the time, unless Doug wants to be mean, um, <laughs> right? We're playing a game. We're having fun. We're enjoying our time together. So how can I, how can we mimic, how can we mimic that as much as we can? In Tulsa, I know I brought a soccer ball. I know I'm going to go play with that little soccer ball and try to make it the same play game in my mind if no one else is out there. But go go consistently. It's not any difference, right? The number on your name is just someone else's opinion about uh, about where you are. And this is a tournament's opportunity to go prove, prove that I am that best guy and prove that we all as a team are one of the best teams in the country. So, you know, you're – Relentless style has really kind of separated you from, you know, opponents where you're just as strong in the seventh minute or sixth minute of the match as you are in the, in the first. How do you develop that or how do you continue to grow that um, so it's even a bigger advantage on this stage? Uh I feel like how do I continue to grow that? I feel like uh, as a team, we do a good job is just getting in, getting there, getting in the room and playing, right. We're going to go play and whether it's top, bottom, like, I don't know, there's, there's levels to everything with top, top, bottom, neutral, like you, that you could break it down to. We're going to go, we're going to go play and, and have confidence in any, every position on the mat. We're always, always looking to score, right. Uh, I could be, I don't want to stay on my back, but I could be on my back, like looking to score and relentlessly. I just think that just comes from confidence and knowing that whatever position we, I, I get into and as a team we get into, we can, we can score and, and hopefully, you know, score, go score points. Right? Points on the board is a good thing. And I know it's just, we're going to go have confidence every position and, and, and I, I say go score. I'm talking in a circle right now, but that's kind of, it's kind of the ideal relentless right I want to be relentless I want to I want to go score every every what is it for 420 seconds right 420 seconds of that match so so kind of just embodying that like so you've talked about having fun multiple times does that make it fun for you going that 420 as hard as you can Uh, and has wrestling always been something you view as fun and not a grind uh, when I was younger, I definitely hated wrestling. Like, I don't know. I feel like we all go through that phase. Uh, it was just something my dad made me do to get tougher and, you know, but then as you grew, as you, as you grow as a person, 
I feel like you 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 find a love. I found a love for it in 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 my game in my head that I found a love is being able to wrestle in every position, and uh, that kind of goes into like relentless and in 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 scoring and knowing I can knowing that I have confidence in whatever position I get in, I can I can come out on top of this. I don't really know if I answered the question. If I'm being honest, but what was the question again? Well, just the the fact that going 420 seconds oh. hard is that is that what makes wrestling fun for you? Oh, 100 percent wrestling wrestling the whole time, right? It's like that that makes it that makes it a blast. It's I don't know seven minutes, right? Doug talks about it all the time. Seven minutes is so sort of a time for the amount of time we put in the room. So it's how can I go out there and make most of most of it and for me, it's like going and getting into the wrestling positions, right? And I guess, like in hindsight, everything's a wrestling position. Like, if you're if you're stalling all the time, that's technically that's technically a skill. But if you're also, I guess, I'm kind of the opposite. I want to go, I want to go get to legs. I want to, I want to force action. And I guess, like you can you can say that taking action away is also a skill. But I want to go try force action because that's in my mind. I can see that's how I see myself winning because I have the confidence that I can wrestle everywhere. If it's a scramble, if it's Top bottom, neutral, whatever it is. So yeah, that that is the fun part of me. Fun part for me. Thank you. One last one for me. The one eighty four flag here at UNI. You know, true Foster Taylor Lujan, Parker Kaiser. What's it like to mean to carry that flag and the success? Yeah, this program has had it that way. Yeah, I actually I got asked that question in Tulsa. Is like it's a culture thing, right? I don't know. It's like I came in and. Did I? Yeah, I think I knew I was going to be an eighty-four pounder, but uh, it was like it's a culture thing. It's Drew won it. Drew won it. Taylor was going to win it. I took third two years. It's like it's 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 almost time for that next step. But you're carrying that torch, and I know I texted Drew after he won the NCAA title. I was like, can't wait to like something along those lines. It was like, can't wait. And I remember the message he sent back. He's like, your your job is to carry the torch farther in a way, right? I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. But uh. And then, and then Taylor got it. He he was having a great year. He was gonna go win it. And then it's like, oh, are you gonna let this? Are you gonna let this weight class take a step back? No. In hindsight, I kind of did. I took third twice, but but uh, no. But like, keep it keep it going in a way. Like I want to. I don't know the next guy that I don't know if I'll, I'll probably be at you for my next two years. But it's like next guy that's like you leave it in a better spot, and that's like that's what they did as a team. That's what they did as a team, like Drew's year, and then there was Taylor's year, Bryce Steyer, Max Thompson, all those guys. And then they graduated, and they emphasized that same thing. So it's, I know we're trying to do that at every weight class, and we're going to get to that point. But right now it's like we have 184, and when you think of 184, I want you to think of you and I, and I think we all we all want to think of you and I and carry, continue to carry that torch, and then the next person that gets it, they're going to carry that torch even farther as well. Just sparked another question. You said two more years. Yeah, I got two more years. Yeah. And we're going to see you for two more years? I would think so. After this year? Yeah, I'll probably. I'll be here. Unless Doug kicks me off. I don't know. Awesome. Doug gets annoyed me. Allison might get annoyed me, too. Thanks, Mark. Okay. Thank you, guys. Uh, Tyrell, uh, you know, uh, you've really kind of grown into the heavyweight uh, uh, class and and everything, what's been the biggest gain or, or the strides that you've made over the last two years and, and even from uh, a year ago? 
Um, I would just say it's the reps I have against other heavyweights. Um, we don't really have big heavyweights in the room. So when I go out and compete against other guys that are significantly bigger than me, it's a little bit different. So I would just say wrestling those guys more often um, helped me the most. You know, you put together a pretty good uh, a Big 12 tournament. Um, you know, what was key there and what can you transfer over uh, on the return trip to Tulsa? Uh-huh. I didn't really think about it. Just go out and wrestle one match at a time. Uh, Doug said it yesterday that I tend to wrestle pretty well in tournaments. And I think that's just because the lack of, like, I don't think that much. It's just one match after another. So. Thank you. Thank you. Does this, this, you know, you qualified last, does this one feel a little different, similar? I mean, you have about five, five wins over top 25 opponents this year, which you didn't necessarily have last year. You had some quality wins last year, but this year you've really proved it in a couple top 10 wins too. Is that giving you more belief or? I haven't thought about that either. Um, I don't really think it matters. Uh, last year, I mean, I needed a bid. Mm-hmm. Wasn't really feeling the best. So just going out there and wrestling. It's just kind of just pushing aside and go wrestle. Mm-hmm. Trying to have fun. And when, when you're having fun, what's 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 Tyrell doing the best? I'm having fun. Those dudes are in trouble. <laughs> the fans are probably in trouble too because I'm probably doing something to egg them on a little bit. But that's about it. <laughs> That's all we've got today, guys. I appreciate you tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow. I uh, believe going to be talking with uh, Hawkeyes on Tuesday's pod. So I'm um, going to hear from Tom Brand, Spencer Lee, and the gang. Um, yeah, and then hopefully we'll get to talk to Iowa State on Wednesday, or at least that's when we'll record that podcast. Um, if not, um, do have a fallback plan. We're going to get to talk to some of the NCAA wrestling contenders on Wednesday in Tulsa, so I'll flip that into a pod for you guys as kind of the last gasp before action starts on Thursday. So hopefully, guys, have uh, have your bracket set up. You got track wrestling page bookmarked, um, you know, and you've got uh, you've got ESPN Plus and ESPN U and ESPN Main all ready to go. Action's going to be here before we know it, and it's going to be a spectacular week of wrestling. So hope you guys are just as ready for all the fun as I am. Until then, be sure to rate and review the show wherever you listen to your podcast. Subscribe to the Des Moines Register. Got lots of content coming this week and I don't want you guys to miss a thing Um, yeah you can find links to do all of that as well as stories from this past week in the show notes that's all we got today guys appreciate you listening and we'll talk again soon